Yo, what's going on, world? Welcome back to the Big Mouth Podcast. I'm your esteemed host, the well-known unknown, Troy Bailey. And I got a good, 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 good friend of mine here tonight. Um, God damn, it's been... We're coming up on almost 20 years of just, like, just knowing each other. each other. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, and I just remember, just real quick, I just remember how we met. I'll never forget it. We was We was just these young dusty black men at, at community college at Sac City College and of all classes that we were in we were in anthropology mm-hmm. we were we work in public service but we were in an anthropology yep, class yep and I just remember you just started just you just started talking to me and I was like and I was with it I was like I was, we was vibing and just and then, I'm weird like that. I talk to everybody. <laughs> yeah, I was, that, that was a thing. That was just your. That That's was just, yeah, how that I was just your mo. Especially any like, especially back then, like any guy. Yeah. Because I had a lot of female friends, so any guy, that I, <laughs> especially were, in the classroom, and in that class it was like what three black dudes yeah. there. Yeah. So, we and we were like the only guys. Yeah. It was like all female. The teacher was. We had a female. Yeah, teacher. female teacher. She yeah. was uh, Asian. Asian. She was Asian. Yeah. Like white and Asian. Yep. Or something. Yep. Yeah. Uh, man, I think I got a. What I get in that class? A C. <laughs> I probably got a C too. Yeah. I was seeing my way through that man. first semester because that was literally our first. That was our semester. first semester. Yeah, in, in college. In college. Yep. So we were just up in there like looking yep. at girls and just fucking. Just, just <laughs> we wasn't caring yep. about class. I was. I was more worried. I was. My cousin made me go to school because <laughs> he made a promise to my grandfather. Mm-hmm. But I was more so just like just wanted to just have fun. I was away from home. Yeah. Man. I always had fun growing up, but I I, I had fun because right. you had no permission. Right. You had to worry about, and I stayed with my grandparents. So my grandparents was my grandfather was home all day. So bringing girls to the house was. <laughs> out of the question I had to sneak at their house but now I'm older I have my own room at my cousin's house yeah, Sac City now, was man. back then Sac City it still is I think I don't know I can't I don't go up there but Sac City back then had oh Sac City was a meat market bro man. It, it was like it was nuts I was like man. Jesus Louise man and I was so happy to be cause you you know you're, you you originally came from SoCal you were from Compton yep so when you with me, it was like I. It was like okay, I went. You to knew him. You knew him. Yeah, like, I knew. Yeah. I was like, and well, it was funny because I I grew up. It, you know, Sac City's down the street from Oak Park. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't know that I spent a lot of time in Oak Park before I, you know, went to the middle school and the high school that I ended up going to Sheldon. And then it was it was weird. I went back to uh, I don't, not go back, but I went to City College, and now all of a sudden I'm running to people that I, I just, grew up yep. with. So it was like it was. It felt it was different, but it still felt home. It was cool. Yeah, I, I yeah. have at first. I was a, a little bit regretful about going to community college because I had like three admissions to HBCs that I turned down. Yeah. I remember you told me that. Yeah, I was supposed to. Like, Man, I was supposed to be out in the south. I yeah, was like, Dang. I was supposed to be at Grambling. My dumbass turned down ground. I mean, whatever. In hindsight, I, I don't. I don't have any regrets now. Yeah, but. It would have been. It is kind of one of those things in my life where I'm like, "What if?" You think about it. Yeah, because that would have been that would have been an experience. Man, I I just I knew that Sac City going to Sac City gave mm-hmm. me that college feel. Yeah, that's probably the only during college that I you know me coming from LA the schools out there are different. The school the JCs out there back then used to look like high schools. It, mm-hmm. it still had that same feel. Yeah. Sac City really looked like a college because it, really it was a college. Yeah. Um, so it really had that college vibe and it allowed me to focus. You know, we both, I remember taking all the sociology classes yeah. we took there. And yeah. man, yeah. So yeah. that's a long time ago, Sac City 2004. Sac City, that's crazy. Yeah, man. 
Yeah. That was yeah. That was a great time too, man. Man, we but, spent four minutes. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I don't know. But, no, but I, I was gonna say we should. We probably cut that out if you want to get the viewers nah, to go straight to it. No. Nah, we keep all of this in, man. I keep it, it. It's very authentic, man. It's a very authentic platform that I run. People gonna be like, they talking, they they reminiscing. <laughs> no, it's it's because it's love. We, but, it's know. love, man. It's love because yeah. this, this is a. Uh, this is really like one of my brothers. I mean, I can spend, we can talk all night about like our journey to where we're at and we're still on that journey. Yep. But, um, but Clarence is a, is a, you know, he's a solid dude, man. Like, he, I mean, he's not just a friend to me. He's a friend to many. Um, he, uh, the crazy thing is that he's not even from the community. Uh, you know, I'm from the, you know, I speak very openly about where I'm from and, you know, the pride that I have. Clarence originally is from Compton, but you wouldn't have, you wouldn't have thought that with, with the about the bottom people I know. Yeah, yeah like I, he know more people than me. I'm we can in my own fucking backyard. Kids like, want to hear this, so she knows we can't go nowhere, bro. Nah, I mean nowhere nah, in nah. Northern California, and I won't see one person. Somebody. Well, my yeah, yeah. my girl's the same thing. Like we'll go out like, hey, is that Troy? And yep. then and then you know, you know them like I, I honestly. See the difference too is like I try to keep my head down. You don't want to because I don't want to. Yeah, and it's because I'm I'm just like I like to. I, I, I'm from here, so yeah. it's natural. I'm gonna run into people, and it's not like I I, I don't want to talk to them. I'm just I'm I, I like to the people that I'm with. I try to give them my undivided attention, and, and if I see somebody that I hadn't seen in a while, I really do want to talk to them. Yeah, but I don't want to take attention away from who I'm with yeah. and so it's like you know so that's why I try to kid, be like kid be happy you said that see see that's what I mean. <laughs> like it's I'm different not, you know, dude, people, it don't work all the time you know, people man you know you see your friend somebody you ain't seen yeah. and it's crazy you're so small but because of work and yeah. life you know it's not that same vibe like we used to have in college so nah well I think more so cause now we're just more game tight like yeah. we wanna just kinda focus on what we got going on yeah. I think it was fun in college mm-hmm. we would go around and people knew you know hey what's up come on, da, da. That, that was fun that was good and it also gave us like this sense of this sense of worth and you know f- you know it's 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 cool it was mm-hmm. cool so but I mean we've I mean we've come a long way and like I said we're still man. on our journey yeah. you wanna um I don't know how much in detail you want to go go into about like what you got going on right now, man. Oh, but, uh, I, I'm, I'm okay. I'm open to share everything. Let's talk, bro. I want more yeah. people to do what I'm doing. Absolutely. Um, Me so, too. Um, uh, first of all, my name is Clarence Maple. Um, I am someone who provide housing to adults who suffer from mental illness. Um, I also provide low-income housing um, to people who um, need housing. Um, I started this in 2016, um, and I started with one home. It was a four-bedroom home that one of my best friends, Chelsea, she allowed me to rent from her, and that one home turned right now to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went from renting to now owning. I've purchased four homes in the last two years, no, three years, um, mm-hmm. and all for the sole purpose of providing housing in the community of Sacramento mm-hmm. to adults who suffer from mental illness. And I, the reason that I started this business was because I was a caseworker for outpatient provider here in Sacramento. And I would walk into the homes of the, my, 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 my tenants, I'm sorry, my members at the time, I would walk in their homes and I would see the worst environment, you know, and it just, it kept just welding on me. And then one day 
Um, I had a, a, a some clients, and I started moving all these clients into this one house. I was like, oh, this is a great house. You know, I had like three three owners who they end up taking all my clients. And at that time, I had a case called of 17. So I had 17 guys in these three houses, three different houses. And two of them was perfect. One was a boarding care. The other one was a room and board. The other one was a new up-and-coming room and board. So a room and board is what um, you call independent housing. Um, it's just a basic room. Um, and that's it. They pay for a room. But in this situation, for room and boards, room and boards for adults who suffer mental illness, most room and boards do two to a room. The cover costs because of the fact we uh, some provide, and, I, and I'm going to say some because not everybody who do what I do do what I do. Mm-hmm. They do it for the money, or they just mm-hmm. do it for selfish reasons. But I, you know, I do two to a room. I try to do one to a room if I can financially with the house. Um, but I do two to a room. I provide three meals a day. And I'm, I'm not talking about food bank leftovers, put some together. No, I go grocery shopping at Food Go, Food Max every week, right every on, week, man. each house for uh, an hour and a half. I do two a day, uh, Monday and Tuesday, and I'm grocery shopping for at least four hours mm-hmm. each day. Um, so I, I, I had these guys in these homes and they were doing good. And then one of the houses, the lady, she decided to... Um, let her boyfriend come back to the house at the time. Her boyfriend was an individual who just got out of jail, and they had a restraining. She had a restraining order, but she allowed him to come back. Mm-hmm. And mind you, when he left, she wasn't doing his business. So he came back into something, and he saw the opportunity, and he took it as an opportunity to sell drugs. So he started giving um, my, my my members at the time meth, mm-hmm. and this was in I think 2015 when meth was being laced with fentanyl, and mm-hmm. people were dying from it, and so. I end up having a uh, one of my members use meth and die from the hands of this gentleman who gave him meth laced with fentanyl. The crazy part of the story is the the, the, the member who died. I had just got him on my caseload for the last two months, and I built like this crazy rapport with him. And he was super smart, and we were just talking about life. And he one day he told me he said, "Clarence, I'm a don't be surprised that I'm gonna die from meth." And I was mm. like, bro, you're doing too good. You ain't even using right now. He said, it, it calls me, you know. And so um, once he died, I looked at the house. I had another tenant that was there who had got sick just from touching it. And I told the lady, I said, I'm getting all my guys out of here. I said, I, I can't do this no more. I went back and I told my supervisor and uh, at the time the uh, program director, I let them know. I said, I cannot keep putting my guys in these houses. Yeah. I'm going to open up something. So while I was in school at Sac State getting my master's degree in social work, I was masterminding every day how I was going to run my business. Mm-hmm. Everybody that was in my program, everybody that lived with me, know me, everything knew that I was going to be opening up room and boards and boarding cares, assisted living facilities, because I wanted to help a population that was being forgotten. And so what I decided to do was while in grad school, I worked two jobs. Mind you, my grad program told me that you cannot even hold a job hmm. and so at the master's program at uh, Sac State. And that's before they started doing online stuff. You had to do full-time, do your, your, your internship, and you had to do give a lot of time with the homework. But again, I was paying for school by myself. Didn't want a lot of loans, but also I wanted to save up money to buy a house. Mm-hmm. So while I was in the program... Working two jobs, getting grad school. Mind you, I kept a three point eight, um, all pretty much all throughout grad school, mm-hmm. and 
I saved up enough money to when one of my friends, Chelsea, she said she had a house to rent. I got it. So right on, right when I graduated from grad school, I got my first house to rent. Mm-hmm. And that house allowed me to start where I'm at now. I saved up every penny. I, uh, I started learning about businesses. And um, I, once, I, I went, once I started learning about business, I was able to turn my what I was doing, my passion, into a business. I uh, got an LLC. The LLC allowed me the opportunity to send out emails to property management companies to find out if they let me rent one of their properties. Um, I was fortunate and blessed enough that a property management reached out to me, a realty roundup. Um, the young lady, her name was Ashley. She doesn't work here anymore. We still keep in touch. Mm-hmm. Um, but she she emailed me one uh, that she emailed me and she was like, "Hey, we have a property that fit what you're what you're trying to do." And so I met up with her, and this property was one of the, uh, a property that was owned by a fraternity at Sac State, the Teeks, mm-hmm. and it's a huge property on close to uh, three acres, and it's a seven bedroom house. So this house allowed me to house fifteen. From that fifteen, I was blessed for one of my fraternity brothers. His mom had a duplex out here, a two bedroom duplex uh, on each side. It allowed me additional eight beds. So that was like. Bam, bam, bam. And from there... Yeah, 24 beds. 24 beds in the span of a year and a half. And so from there, um, I just started sharing with everybody what I was doing. And one of my fraternity brothers, uh, Kevin, who's my my business partner as well, he started venturing into understanding um, real estate, understanding uh, flipping, investing, wholesale. And he started learning that. And once he learned that... He came with the idea of buying properties. He introduced the idea of owning properties myself and it made me understand that, hey, you could pay this property off in 15 years. And now from once to 15 years, the, the mortgage you was playing is now the mortgage that's coming to you. And you can rent it out to somebody and get and get paid. And mm-hmm. now you have what is called cash flow. So mm-hmm. I started learning that. I started researching YouTube and understanding what a business, what houses and how you could do it. And from there, I just started just just grabbing hold and taking hold to any information happened and he bought a fourplex that opened up the opportunity to house um uh it's a one it's one bedroom three one bedroom and uh, one two bedroom and then we had a, a garage that was converted into a huge room so that opened up opportunities to give independent living to uh some of my guys so i took the guys who was doing well at my home over those two years i put them into the apartment and gave them the opportunity to have their own place and earn rental history. Mm-hmm. So that was that moved, and then the house next door to that. Uh, we and that's a whole another story how we got these properties. But the house next door was for sale, and the owner she worked with us to buy the property. She actually um, invested twenty five thousand dollars into it into the business, and we mm-hmm. were able to pay her back. But we bought the house next door, and that house uh, is a seven bedroom house as well, and we own it. And, you know, mm-hmm. in Del Paso, a community that, you know, is right now just being ravaged by drugs. It's been ravaged for years. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I can see what's going to end up happening as far as people buying property and flipping the area, turning it into an area that many who lived in that community no longer recognize. So I bought mm-hmm. a property there. And then, man, from there, uh, I had a, a lady who, when I was doing, working at one of these outpage providers, she was providing housing. And she decided to retire 
and she reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Reached out to me to buy our homes, and then that opened up two opportunities to buy two houses next door to each other. Mm. And how we end up getting the funds by investors, people who invested in my dream, you know, they gave money to 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 buy it, and so now we're here, you know. And then the so the and the the, the main thing about your homes is that they're all, or are they? Are they still strictly males? All males. They're all males. Yep. So this so. In, in Sorry, se- ladies. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, but I, it, yeah. I have a better rapport far as the way I talk to them, the way I, uh, right. the my approach. It's 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 a it's an approach that I feel worried that if I do that with um, a, a woman, it could be taken wrong, especially in this field. Oh, yeah. Someone yeah. you know may be having a hallucinations and feel like I'm making a pass. Right. So I don't want to take that chance working with a female client. So with males, you know. Even if I have males who are gay, you know, I come off more like a brother. Right. I come off like right, right, a, a right. tough, a tough love brother. Right. You know, and so they, they they respond to that, but they also know that, you know, it's Clarence. You know, right, right, right. that's big bro. Yeah. You know, cousin, all yep. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And I think it's important, like in mental health, like you know, the the role that males can play can be that, like mm-hmm. the the big brother or little brother or yep. cousin, uncle, like. That's why it's so crucial for there to be these specialized programs for males mm-hmm. because, you know, not to say that males are a forgotten population. Whoa. Was that your phone? Oh, it's my watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, whoa, what was that? I'm like, that couldn't be my phone. I don't have an Apple. But the, because there are programs out there that are specifically for women. Mm-hmm. Um, Way more programs for women than males. Right. Which is, you know, it's, and that's good yeah. because a lot of women are more vulnerable out on the streets. They're more at risk. Do, do you have a plan in the future to, to kind of open up your program yeah. to women or, or yeah. families or children? Yeah. I have yeah. A, a, a lady right now who is, who been pretty much with me since the beginning of these dreams when I was working at uh, Turning Point Crisis Residential. Mm-hmm. She was a staff there, and um, I just started her. I just, not just, I've been having her for the last two years work at one of my homes on the weekends. Mm-hmm. She just brings that motherly love to one of my homes of 15 guys. Yeah. And my goal is to uh, open up a house for her to run a female home. That's, um, yeah, and that's use her God given gift, man. She could light up a room, yeah. Um, just with her personality, yeah. Um, so I want to put her in that situation. So right now, I just have it real close to me. Right. I have her coming over every weekend, right. spending time with the guys, assisting with cooking, helping right. with cleaning, just having conversations with them. So that's what that, that's going to start with her. She's yeah. going to be the first one, and for steps to a better man to have steps to a better woman house. Um, That's dope. She will be the first one. Yeah. yeah. Her and, and I have another young lady named Chastity yeah. who's been with me since the beginning. I love how you're name dropping so much right now because usually I try not to. Uh, I, try, I try not to get into name dropping on the on on this platform. You know, this is what confidential. Oh yeah. But, yeah. No, know, they, fuck they, it. Man. They know me. They love it. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. they know us. They know Clarence. They know us from a good place. Unless, unless I get, you know, like I won't talk about permission. companies though. Yeah, I won't talk about companies. That's why right. I, uh, I I don't even like on this. I don't I don't even really talk about where I work at. Yeah. But I make reference and mentions to what I work at or what I do. Uh-huh. But that's that's amazing, bro. Yeah. I, yeah. Some of those things I didn't even really know about. So do you have any? Um, I mean, for people out there that would be like open, because we, you know, you had said like a lot of people should be doing this, yes. or they they should at least know about doing yes. this. Like as far as starting up, 
So what is the you know, why, why I say anybody could do it? If anybody has a family member who has a mental illness, mm-hmm. the government will pay your family member because of the fact that they can't work, they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. The government gives them a check, a social security disability check every month of nine hundred dollars. Right. Of that, they have to buy housing. Of that, they have to get support. Right. So depending on the level of care. 900 is the the minimum. It goes up higher depending on the level of care and insurance the person get. Is it 900 now? I thought it was like nine. Well, it's 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 somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. It depends on the person. A lot of my guys are like 950, 950. That's what I was gonna say. Like nine. I I think last time I checked, thought it was like 960 something. So yeah, so it's in that ballpark. But and then some guys get upwards between um 1100 dollars. Yeah. For boarding cares, and then some people get twenty five to two thousand mm-hmm. for uh, uh, in their insurance for terminally care. Um, so that money could be given to a family member mm-hmm. to help take care of their family. Right. And so wh- how I did it was I literally just took in guys who were like family to me, mm-hmm. and I put them in a home. Where they were safe, where they could recover, where they could get treatment, um, and that's it. I literally could. I literally had one of my cousins, John, who who was there since the beginning with me. Um, he stayed in the house, and he was there to assist the guys. He was there to be that role model. He was living. Staff. He was living in there, and yeah. you know, he the blessing thing is like my cousin didn't have to buy anything. He didn't have to pay any rent. It gave him the opportunity to. Not only just saved, but he was helping people. He was he had a place to stay. He was good, yeah. and so it gave him the opportunity to just to get everything in his his own life ready. And the same thing with I did with other people. Like it, I gave them a place to to stay and 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 just you know yeah. help out, just help the guys out. Just yeah. the guys just like my cousin was working his job full time, living this life, having fun, and the guys were able to see that. Right. You know, he was he was more just somebody that just lived in the house. He was something that they 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 see on a day to day basis doing things they want to do. Right. And in time, a lot of the guys started doing it. You know, I have a bunch of guys who lived in my home who's working and have their own place now. Right. And, and 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 the sad part is that is not the norm. Right, right. The norm right. is the continuous cycle of going to the hospital to jail because. Um, right now we're in a crisis with boarding cares. Yeah. Then um, yeah. uh, boarding cares are twenty four hour care facilities, yeah. and a lot of the guys and the, the individuals, women in the community right now really need that twenty four hour care. But room and boards don't offer that. Most room and boards don't offer that. Right. And what happens is these guys go to these room and boards that don't offer med support because you you can't offer med support at room and board. It's against it's against the licensing law. Mm-hmm. But common law, morally law, you get to make sure this person get their medications. Right. Um, so it's not hard. You could literally mm-hmm. start one up in your home. Mm-hmm. You could start one up right now in your apartment. If you had an extra spare room, you could literally provide housing to one or two people, depending mm-hmm. on the need of the individual, but also depending on your time. If you have a lot of time, you have a big room, do two people, give them that, that attention. Mm-hmm. If you got a small room and your time is limited and you want somebody that, you know, you don't have to do a lot of uh, worrying on, you just check in with their meds and make sure they eat. Hey, start off with one. And that could be your stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crazy part is the people who are doing it right now are people who 
they stacking them in rooms, you know, yeah, four to a room in bunk beds. You got grown men who have mental illness. Right. In a room with like know? four other grown men yep. who also have mental Yeah. Yep. It, it, I think that's what's it, it's good that you pointed that out just because room and boards are, are you know, it's almost, it's almost, it's almost kind of, fr- it's starting to become frowned upon. Yeah. Not starting, it has been frowned upon. It has upon been. But the, the part that sucks is it's not just the room and board fault. No, it's the no. uh, and and why and why they're allowed to do it is because room and boards. There's less regulations. It's, it's less regulations, but they have a lot of risks that come in yeah. with having these many people in the home without having the right support. And so, you know, at that point, they're stacking people just to survive mm-hmm. and make money. But mm-hmm. then you got some who not just make money they get greedy mm-hmm. and it, it that's when it gets bad when they're mm-hmm. not providing the quality meals they're not you know having staff over right. there's some room and boards out there who do three four to a room but they they do that above they do them supports you know and they mm-hmm. do the extra you know because that four because maybe their rent or mortgage is a little high so that fourth person third person helps them to get over to provide the better services mm-hmm. i get that but then you got some they don't even show up at the house or they drop off noodles and sandwiches all day and you know they're charging an arm and a leg and putting four people to a room so what do you think is what, what's ideal room and board how many maximum um, room? truthfully if if it was ran correctly in the community I think it should be still two to a room mm-hmm. um, but uh, one one room should be dedicated to um, a live-in staff. Yeah. Somebody who's there twenty four hours to help assist. Or like in shifts at least. Yeah, our like, shifts. Yeah, our shifts. Like um like a group home. Yeah. Just like a group home. You yeah. could do shifts too. Mm-hmm. Um long as that you know it it's consistent that well, one of the issues with um the consistency in homes is like staff quit, you know, people do stuff in the house. You want somebody there who's consistently in the guys know and trust. Right. Um but a rotation will be perfect if it's if yeah. it's done correctly, like some group homes in the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it was, we worked that. Huh? Right, exactly. Well, and it uh, was like, because we worked, we worked at group homes where they had those those uh, those 12, 12 out, 12 to 14 hours, some yep. 16 hour shifts. 16 hour shifts, yeah. Which, which was, you know, that was like our weekends. Yep. Like, you know. 32 you, I know, hours in two days. Right. When you was, when me and you were living together, I remember you was doing those yep. long shifts. And I was, I yep. think I was at, I might have been at Sacramento Children's Home at were. the time. Yep. And was doing those 14 hours and I was. Brutal. Yeah, the one I was at, brutal. I did the weekends, thirty-two hours, yeah. and then I worked at my other job during the week. Yeah, this when we was life. A, and we had just started at Sac State. We was at too. Sac, yeah, Sac so State. So we wasn't, we didn't party when we first I got there. No we was party. Working. My first year at Sac State was all work. Well, uh, I shouldn't say I had no party. Nah, we had some fun. We was partying. We still had some fun. <laughs> we didn't party at the school. Nah, we was not. Really, we wasn't. Yeah, we wasn't. Yeah, we wasn't Sac State like we were Sac State at the end. Yeah, we had to go to work. But yeah, like our last part at Sac State, yeah, we was. We was getting busy. Yep. But yeah. Okay. So what was what what is what or is there a difference between a room and board and a residential facility? So uh, well, a a boarding care. Boarding care. A boarding care is a licensed facility by uh, the state of California that says this place is fit uh, meets the meets the requirements to offer this type of care. So in this sense, a, a boarding care is providing care to adults who suffer from mental illness. Mm-hmm. They have guidelines they have to follow. They have, a, they have to make sure they have a certain amount of meals. Um, they help the clients with their medications. They keep track of the client's money. Mm-hmm. So they literally do everything for the client. Right. The sad part is boarding cares are not getting the money they should 
to provide the care that is needed. Right. So that's a boarding care. A room and board is just that. Guys actually living in, a, uh, just living, getting room. That's it, mm-hmm. paying for a room. Mm-hmm. But because we know the population and we're doing room and board and you're doing share rooms, some people offer medic, uh, some people offer uh, food, some people, you know, they pay for med the support. utilities, all that stuff. And, you know, very few out there offer med support because right. if you offer med support, you got chances of getting in trouble. Yep. Um, you know, and, that's risky. Yeah. Med support is risky. Yeah. And I actually just wrote a post about that, about medication support. And I found creative ways to do medication support with my guys and provide incentives. But mm-hmm. um, it kept them, it kept them, kept them stable. Yeah. Um, but that's the difference between a boarding care and a room and board. A room and board is no staff, no support, no anything. A boarding care is that. That person that's there helping you every day, make sure your medication right, make sure your money's right. So, and the funny part is, uh, to to live in a room and board, share room. Most room and boards charge seven fifty. Some even mm-hmm. do even more if the if the person don't have a payee. Mm-hmm. If they don't have a payee, some people be paying nine hundred dollars. A payee is somebody that controls the money. Okay, right. those people taking advantage of folks. Right. Um, a boarding care. Based off Social Security, make about a eleven hundred, and mm-hmm. mind you, they got to pay for a staff. Mm-hmm. They have to have certain meals. So at the end of the day, they actually making less money than a room and board. They so more money. that's why people mm-hmm. are closing their boarding cares and going to room and boards. Well, what about with a residential facility? A residential facility. So you're talking about an assistant living facility. Assistant living facility yeah, is a facility where. And still, they get the same population, mm-hmm. but they're more so for the elderly. The elderly people. And elderly yeah. gets a little more money because of Medicaid, yeah, Medicaid and Medi-Cal pays less. So when you get Medicaid, yeah. Medicaid covers, you know, 2000 sometimes of the person care. Mm-hmm. And so assisted living facilities, and most of them tend to only take in private pay. So mm-hmm. when they get private play clients, some assisted living facilities could get up to $3,000 as starting mm-hmm. for a person. So that's the difference in the level of care and because uh, you got assisted living, you got boarding cares, and then you also have, um, um, uh, what is it called? Um, I forgot the name of it. But that, that housing is more so for um, those uh, nursing homes. You have nursing homes. Mm-hmm. So it's... Those are the, the levels of cares of housing. Right. Um, but the room and board is, is literally like a room for rent. And these are specifically for adults. Adults, okay. yeah. So, so they're all licensed facilities? Boarding all ca- of them? Boarding cares, not room and boards. Room yeah. and board is looser. Yeah. Like as far room, as room and board, you, you don't need no license. You yeah. can open a room and board up in your apartment if you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're good. If you're good. Yeah. I... I I was at a place to where at my condo that you know, yeah. um, I had my guy stand there. Yeah. I rented it out one to a room to two of my best, you know, right. guys. Right. And I never had any issues yeah. until at the end, you know, when I had my brother move in, the guys were all upset because they weren't gonna find something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Well, that's good because you. Well, the the important thing about it is how you screen it. Like, yeah, you know, you're screening you, I, everyone that yeah. goes in. You're not just letting anybody. 
yep. just getting to your facility. I, I used to. I used to be nice enough to these outpatient uh-huh. providers. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'd and interview their person. And next thing you know, my house was getting tore up. Right. Um, and then you get to a place where, oh, you got to keep the beds filled and make sure you pay these people off. Yeah. And it just it, it made it less fun. <laughs> but now... You know, I'm at a place now where I interview everybody. I decline yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I don't care if my yeah. bed stay empty. If the person's just not a fit for that house, right. I care about my guys enough not to mess it up. Right. What is your so? What is your stance, like when it comes to like the housing first model? Like that's kind of something that in in the public, you know, public service sector, mm-hmm. that's kind of like a big thing in where we're at right now. Where yeah. it's like there's so many people that's out on the street. Let's House them first and then give them the services. Uh, that's that's a recipe for disaster. I, yeah, I'm, I, um, unfortunately, I, 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 agree. I see the the goal, um, but I feel like this: every type of placement for anybody should have a stipulation. Yeah, it should have a a, a point of help and support. Yeah. If you move in, it's like this: like for for low income section eight housing, the part that I hate. Is that it's a barrier for people to actually grow. It's yeah. really not set up for people to, 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 to be successful. It's set up for you to stay. Because if you're on Section 8, you can't be a full-time student. If you're getting a, a SHRA or if you're getting um, any government stuff, if you can't be a full-time student because they don't want you dibbing, diving, getting support from this government part and that government part. But what yeah. it does is if a person can go to school full-time, they mean they gotta, they're working. Mm-hmm. And then eventually they... Feel like oh school is a waste of time. Mm-hmm. They stay at this job, and then what happens is you can't work a job a certain amount of mm-hmm. hours and get a certain amount of pay, so you get stuck at this 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 mm-hmm. this ceiling. Mm-hmm. So with housing first, they just pushing them in housing, and a lot of times they don't understand like that person needs that treatment mm-hmm. to understand the responsibility of how to upkeep this house versus oh I'm getting a check. So I could stay here for free, and mm-hmm. y'all lower my rent, and I get a check. Mm-hmm. It's no consequences other than uh, they get put back out on the street when they act up too bad. Right. So, I think that's kind of what brings up like outpatient care. Like, like it's I think it's important to meet everyone that needs housing where they're at, understand where they're at. But is that person ready for what? That's why like, like there's there's levels in there housing. Be levels. You, you know what I mean? That's why there's there's a uh, emergency housing programs. Yeah. There's a, a permanent support or transitional living program. Then there's permanent supportive housing programs. Yep. And, then, and then there's independent living programs. And then there's room and board. Like It, it just has to be funneled yeah. in a way that it's correct. And You got to triage it. Right yeah, that's 100%. I, don't like, I tell people I don't like to give um, uh, 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 um, questions and what ifs for people. I like to give the solutions to those yeah. problems. So... Like you said, do a triage. If they have the county, everybody goes, they circle through the county. You go mm-hmm. to the county, like they have the mental health access team. They they tell you what services you get. Mm-hmm. Once you get there, those services are the ones who's supposed to provide you those treatment. You know, make sure you have the correct housing. And from there, those services should have housings attached to them. Or they should have another agency who have the housing for those uh, programs so that person could get if he need AOD, he go to AOD. Yep. If this person needs 
um, mental health support, you get mental health. Mm. If he needs physical health, he got physical health. Right. So it should be those places. And in and, and reality, they try to have that, but it's just so disorganized. Somebody needs to sit down and say, hey, let's do it slow. Right. Right, right, right. Even though right. it's coming in fast, let's do it slow and right so these people won't have the same cycle and going back and forth in hospital and jail. Let's get them now right. and we can stop all that. So right. it should. Every piece of housing should come with that stipulation. Right, right. You know, if you're even with, and people may hate me, but if you're getting government assistance and you're living in low income housing, it, they should make it to where, hey, in order to stay here, these are the requirements for as school. Mm-hmm. This is how you get a better job. You got to take this, this class to understand credit. Like it should have these stipulations so you know you're giving the person the skills to succeed versus saying, hey, you got Section 8, you can stay here all day, every day. Mm-hmm. You know, and I would talk about my sister because she's a, a blessing, and she talks about her her uh, journey from Section Eight to uh, to owning. You yeah. know, my sister went through that, um, but at the same time, my sister was never one who just took a check. You know, she was right. that person who was grinding she was work for her. on this on the side. You right. know, she I right. get my education not the conventional way. I don't need to go to school. I get education. You give me oh, time so to stay at home. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have to go to college to get this knowledge. You and, don't. Yeah, you know, yeah. she she used that skill and more so. You know, it, it it gave her the blessing from go from Section Eight to housing. But everybody don't have that. You know, my sister is special. She right. she she never saw herself as somebody that was on Section Eight. She mm-hmm. always lived a lifestyle of. You know, of, of of rich and famous. <laughs> I mean, you know, and, well, that dream will push you hard, though. It man. does. It, it does. Yeah, it really does. I think. I think that you, you know, ambition is good, but you know, it also it has to be realistic. It has to be, um, you know, you got to cultivate it. It, it. There's going to be some trial and error, and I think like with you and everything that you've been doing, you've dealt with a lot of trial and error. Because I think in the beginning, when you start working in housing the ideology is like yeah let's let's just get everybody off the street mm-hmm. and then do that like when we came into the field brought out bushy you know i've already said like i got about over 15 years of experience in this thing and we're young yeah we got a lot more to do so when we first came in but we also had that insight of our personal background of mm-hmm. like okay yes and no like even in the beginning i was always kind of like yeah, we should house everyone, but but I don't know if that's going to be, that can be a recipe for disaster mm-hmm. because, and I've worked in like facilities where it's like, all right, we let all these people in and there's no regulation. Yep. We, we didn't screen everyone properly and we have no control over this house mm-hmm. and we're being monitored by people who are funding this. And if they come in and they see how they're running, they're going to shut it down. Everybody's going to be out on the street. Yep. So it's almost like taking two steps forward and then five steps backwards. Mm-hmm. So that's why housing first, it, it, I get it. We get it, but I don't, that, I don't think that's the answer because we've actually tried that. Yep. We've done, we've been doing that. You remember these rapid rehousing programs mm-hmm. that I just saw, and I was working in one of them. Yep. I helped open one with Mercy. Right. Yep. With Mer- yeah. Mercy, Mercy housing. Uh, 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 telecare. Yeah. yeah. So, so man, there's it's, a, it sucks. It's, it sucks. Like I'm sitting here thinking about what you're saying and, um, it's it's no incentives. I think yeah. one and one it's no incentives for people who are getting in these housing and that's the part, not just how it shouldn't just be housing first. It should be housing with the incentive. Yeah. Um I yeah. look I think and we're, we're really I'm sitting here thinking about it, it's like my guys, one of the reasons why 
my God, he stayed with me a long time and they're stable and they're out the hospital and out of jail is the incentive piece of living at my homes. Yeah. Like I, I they take, like being at your home. They, yeah, I make sure they like yeah. I have they got Netflix, Hulu, they got you know, the fast yeah. internet, you know. Yeah. Some of the guys back in the days who when I first started, I would take them out to the bar, club. You know, mm-hmm. I, like I always tell people, if you want a cheap date, last Sunday of every month, go to uh, Coin Out. Coin Out. Coin Out. I used to tell all the fellas, yeah. everybody, if you want a cheap date, it's fun with your girl. It is. It's too. free. It's free. <laughs> you get your drink. Y'all play games all night. You challenge her. Like playing games. Yeah, challenge and Pac Man all yeah. night. So I would take my guys to that, you know, um, yeah. every, the last Saturday, even on dates. I have my guys <laughs> with me on dates. Kids, to tell you, they'll be, they'll be with me. Um, but it was it, that's the incentive. I just took a group of guys to yeah, Lake Tahoe, that's you know. Dope. Um, oh, yeah, I saw those pictures, I, yeah. yeah. Yep, these yeah. are guys who they run a, my house of 15, they run it literally by themselves, yeah, you know. Man. It was one guy who was supposed to be with him, but he moved on to a better situation, he got a room by himself. He built enough skills by living with me for four years where he could live by himself. I have an issue kind of with it because the person that he's living with is charging him nine hundred dollars, mm. and this individual only gets nine fifty. So mm. that don't leave him with room to to grow. Yeah. Um, it, it it puts him back down to the place where all he's gonna do every day is sit right. at home. Right. You know, he's not gonna get out. He's not gonna do those things. So right. that's where I, I I feel hurt about is that you know I saw I love the growth. Go move into a house, but move somewhere where it's financially smart. Well, um, that's that's sustainable to an extent. To a life for for yeah. a lifestyle, and yeah, that's what yeah, I try yeah. to give at each of my house a lifestyle. If it's my older guys, I understand that they're not the ones getting out doing anything. But bringing them ice cream, you know, <laughs> every week and some donuts and stuff like that's heaven for them. Yeah. Making sure they have the old school TV that's shows. For anybody. Yeah, <laughs> that, you know, some donuts yeah. and ice cream every week. Yeah, they got a nice backyard where they can walk and fruit trees. So yeah. I got my older guys there. You know, my younger guys, I got them. Right up the street from Walmart, mm-hmm. you know, where they can easily go to the store or get a job. Um, mm-hmm. I have one of my houses. It's the one I got from an attorney. It was such a blessing. It's right in the heart of Arden where they could go to Arden Mall. They could get out. So I try to have guys there who are a little bit more independent, yeah. you know. So each of my houses, I cater to the need, but also to the incentive I want that person to grow to. Right. Um, I have a house where it's guys who work, you know, but they carry a mental illness and they have a room to themselves. They rent it's the same rent as one of the guys who share a room, but that's the incentive. That's so big for them for growing. Yeah, yeah, you pay yeah. seven fifty for your own room. Your own room. Man, that's yeah. unheard of. Right. You right. know, and, and you um, got everything. You're accommodated. Yeah, and then the I meals. have some rooms where you know the person if they have a lot of need and it's expressed a lot of danger, and they have a their caseworker is and I'm working with them to get this person a better fit. Yeah. I you know I have a place in South Sac where I have a guy. He pays double, the outpatient provider pays double rent because it's less people around him. It's better opportunity for him to grow. It's farther away from his mother. So that house, because of all the stipulations and things in place, he pay a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But it provides him with the, the, the placement where he could do well. Well, that shows him, you you know, you pay for what you get too. Yeah. You yep. know, that's also another learning thing. There's... <laughs> There's a lot of life skills that you can get in those in those types of those oh, yeah. types of programs that yeah. a lot of those guys never got until they came to your facility. Yeah. And I do this not with any staff. I have, thank God, I have my cousin. I had a uh, young guy who I called my cousin Isaac. Mm-hmm. Um, I had two ladies who they stay at one of my homes. I have them who I help 
you know, by, you know, they having a place to stay, but they helped me by helping out my guys and mm-hmm. taking care of the house. Um, and so they provide that, that help in the home. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I run this all by myself. Right. At one point, I had close to, you know, 55 guys that I was Jeez. doing all by myself. And these are guys with mental illness. Right. And I mean, I was doing it lovely. It wasn't, right. it wasn't bad. It wasn't hard. You have my moments, but I mean, my houses were so good. I didn't have to worry about the dogs. Right, right, right. It wasn't until recently with COVID and caseworkers and me taking whatever that came in just to help out a program that things just went south. And then I just corrected it. Right. And within two months, my I got, well, actually well, four months, my son been born. And four months, I don't have peace because I went back to me mm-hmm. and how I run my homes and mm-hmm. with my guys. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, but yeah, it's the room and board, boarding care, like it, 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 that needs to be for the housing piece for right now with our population. Even with homeless, mm-hmm. we need to have that level of incentive mm-hmm. for someone. And not everybody going to want to have incentive. So, you know what? Let's send this person to this house where, hey, right. if you want to come and go, you want that live on your own type of vibe. Okay, we have that. Right. We right. have that type of facility, a type of area. You know, and one thing I'm seeing is that they have places where people can feel safe, put their tent. That's amazing. Right. You know, even right. though it's an eyesore, it's actually amazing. If we can hook them up with better tents or even tiny homes, that's even more amazing. But you to give somebody a space right. to still feel comfortable in their own a skin, space. that's big. And I so. think that's kind of like with all of the tent cities that are popping up in Sacramento. Tent cities, it's they're not they're not necessarily Bad. Yeah, they they have some good. They exactly, do. and yep. that's the thing. Like they're not necessary. Not to say, I mean, we see it all the time. Oh, yeah. People, it's fucked People up. take advantage of it, right? You know, you got women getting right um, abused, and drugs being sold, right. and it's but that's sad. why they had like these. You know, we had safe grounds. Yep, where people, you know, you can you can. There's a spot. It's regulated. They actually got a staff, yep, there. staff there. Set your tent up right here. Ain't yep. nobody. Nobody's gonna fuck with you guys yep. here. But that has kind of diminished yeah. because it's only it's only so much space that you it's can only have. Space. And people get mad when I say this. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of space on the outskirts of our cities. Oh my gosh! No, no. <laughs> I'm not no. saying we gotta move people. Yeah, and that's and I'm, I'm not trying to be wrong, but I'm saying we gotta move people. Right. We gotta make it look good to live far away, kind of how we do with people who are wealthy. Mm-hmm. We make it look good to live far away. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's like somebody that works in Sac but lives in uh, El Dorado Hills. Mm-hmm. That's far away, but it looks good. I'm gonna mm-hmm. live out there because I got Zorado nice houses. Hills. The school yeah. are good. Yeah. So if we make communities that look good, that's outside the city, and we provide great care, man, you can help a million people, and it's not in the sight of folks. Right. You know, it's right. out in the country, in right. the boondock somewhere, right. where now, oh man, this is something I'm about to do, and this, you probably, you're the first person I'm actually going to share, yeah. um, but like one of my houses, actually two of them, um, they have a, a close to a half acre on each lot, so an acre together. Mm-hmm. My goal is to build gardens back there um, and actually be able to hire people to come in and do gardening with the guys and create a farmer's market with my guys so they can sell the food. Mm-hmm. And that came from me doing gardening now. That's, you just started that, doing gardening. I just started doing it. It's yeah, been, man, sure it's my that. therapy. It's, I haven't, dope, with COVID and I haven't friends, being around my friends, you know, that's, that's, you gotta feel time. that's, that's bad time, for man. me. You know, yeah, I love yeah, being yeah. around all my friends, having events. Right. So gardening became my friend. And so I know that how, if it provided that therapy for me, I know what it could do to my guys. So right. um, I have, I had one house that had a garden. It was, uh, outpatient provider was supposed to, 
take 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 that under their wings, but right. they it, it stopped. You know, the personnel did it, moved on, and they didn't have the person follow up. Right. But that would have been such of a blessing there. And like I tell myself, well, why don't you do it? I just don't have the time. Right, right. I I, I have to do all this, and now I'm trying to learn how to put people in the positions. And right. my now I learned that my what I'm doing is a business, right. and I, now that I know it's a business, a business comes with hiring people, contracting with folks to do the things that you don't have the time to do anymore. So. That's the other piece. Right. I went from never wanting to be a businessman, only want to work in the field of uh, social services, mm-hmm. to now I'm a businessman in social services and right. still doing what I love. So you're tycooning, man. Man, one day we all will. Yeah. I'm just I'm just the tip of the iceberg. I'm like I'm I'm, I'm um uh what's his name um uh Keenan Ivan Wayne's. <laughs> I'm, I'm a living color. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm getting everybody out there. I want to get everybody out there, and I just want to be that man and look back and say, man, I see, I got Jim Carrey, I got General Lopez, <laughs> I got my brothers, I got this person, Jamie Foxx. For real, that's how I visualize. Yeah, that's the funny part. That's, that's my vision of myself. <laughs> I want to be that King I've been Wayne's in my community for my yeah, family to put yeah. everybody on. And I've always been like that. Yeah. And, I, and I, he's one of my one of my role models. I don't think people. King Ivy Wayne's. Yeah. He's, he's a legend. He's yeah. a legend. Yeah. And he grew up off of that. Yeah. Real quick, because I know you got to you got to head out. Oh, but yeah. um, I think what's really important about what what you're doing is. Is is very reflective on how people. If you know, I we come across people all the time. That's like, well, how know what we do? How, how can they help? And I remember I did it in one of my. I talked about it in one of my podcasts. It's very simple. You can. Uh, it, I mean, it starts with you. You can. I, I said, you know, it's hot outside. Go go to the store. And when you got a day off, go to the store. Pass out some water. Pass out some bottles of water. Start yeah. talking to some of these people that are out here because. Mm-hmm. It is it is slowly but surely starting to become an it, epidemic. It could be your family. Yeah, it, it could be a family it, it, member. It, it, I, I literally, I, you know, what? I'm gonna stop saying it could be people family. True, you know what I'm saying? It, it will it, be it your will family. Be. It will I, be I, at the rate that we're going. It will be, man. This I don't, a, I don't know not one family that don't have nobody mental illness in their family. Oh, I, I have it. Yeah, you know, I got it. Yeah, you know, we it, all. It, it's coming. Well, just in the skin that we're in, like we've inherited some, oh, yeah. some, you know, I don't care if you black, blue, white, yellow, green. mental illness is coming. It's coming, man. The, the, uh, the, especially with the social media, yeah. y'all about to hear this on social media, but oh, yeah. it, it's coming. The kids that's growing up in these days who don't have the proper support system, the family members, yeah. oof, but I the, sit in the hospital. But the thing with you is that you didn't, you, you wasn't a, uh, you know, you you, didn't, you wasn't like a fat cat that had a bunch of money. You're not, oh, a, no. you're not a politician. No, nope. you, you just you did what you had and you extrapolated on it you made something of it so everybody does essentially have that ability in some form or fashion to to just help out you had you had the idea of just like i gotta do something to help with with the on a personal level where you came from your background the people in your family people that we've experienced and i think that's kind of in some form or fashion everybody can somehow relate to that so if there's things that you want to do to help like there's so many where can we begin and i'm gonna be real with anybody out there the helping part is where you get your blessing yes 
It's 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 a euphoric feeling, it, it, man. It does. I grind like this because I love what I do. Because the feeling of seeing one of my guys succeed mm. is better than a, a, a million dollar check. No mm-hmm. joke. I mm-hmm. Psh, mm-hmm. I would take seeing one of my guys working at Walmart. Mm-hmm. If somebody was to say you want a hundred thousand dollars, I'll take seeing one of my guys work at Walmart. I had that feeling right. done before. I seen one of my guys work at Walmart, yeah. and I broke in tears. Yeah. I was like. Yeah. What? Yeah, what yeah, are you yeah. doing? Oh, I'm working. I'm working. Yeah. See, I'm working. I'm yeah. like, oh. Yeah. So I, it's that piece. But at the same time, I'm not gonna lie to you. If you do this right, mm-hmm. you see the you see the uh, YouTube videos about hey, open assisted living facility. You can make this much money a month, and mm-hmm. it it can happen if you do it right. Yeah. If you yeah. do it with compassion and you do it with love, you can. I'm I'm not sitting here today. Troy ain't gonna interview me today because I I'm doing it with. You know, one house. Yeah. You know, I'm sitting right now at the current state with seven homes. You gotta go back to the grind. The first thing tomorrow morning. Yeah, and, and you got to kid. Not necessarily tomorrow morning. They could call me oh, right, right now. Yeah, on my way here. Exactly. On my way here, I had to deal with a situation. Oh, going on yeah. during, our, during our recording. So yeah, so, you're 24 seven. Yeah, it's that's it's right. and that's and I want people to understand you can make money, but your time. Right. I understand. My fiance understand that. You know, this is a time consuming thing. But when you get it to the place of love and where it should be, man, I went four months literally coming home at five o'clock, spending time with my son, not having no phone calls. My houses were good. Mm-hmm. Check in. Hey, Clarence, I'm taking my meds. Mm-hmm. That was it mm-hmm. for for the last four months. Mm-hmm. And that was that transition of moving people out and stopping taking folks who... You know, wasn't fitting the system, which sucks. Yeah, you know, I have to be picky because you know, one bad apple could ruin a bunch. And I and, and some of my homes, two of my homes, I had fifteen guys there, so putting one guy there was bad. So mm-hmm. what you know, what I'm doing right now is what anybody could do who have the compassion, the, the patience, the love for helping somebody. You mm-hmm. know, and if you're really good and you really love it and you're doing it right, God will bless you. And I'm a man of faith. He will bless you tenfold. Mm-hmm. I own three, four properties. Own four properties, and I and I don't own it by myself. I have uh, my my fiance, me and her own one together. Mm-hmm. My business partner, I own three, and you know it. it, it but those homes we own together. Right. My 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 fiance and and my one of my my, my best friends, my fraternity brother. So. We own property, mm-hmm. you know, and I would do that with me and Troy talking about it. You know, yeah, we've yeah, been yeah. talking about it. Yeah. You know, I would do it with anybody who has a passion for it, mm-hmm. you know, because it's needed. As long as the person is willing to do the A to Z, work. Yeah. hey, I'm there to help you. I, you know, and I want more people to get in this field. And so this yeah. podcast right now is, is, is me. It's my commercial, too. Get oh, in yeah. mental health, you guys. Right, no, right. right. <laughs> I mean, or, or yeah, get get some type of knowledge about it. And you got like this new campaign that oh, you're trying yeah. to share, man. You want to talk about that real quick before we wrap um, up? Uh, right now, I'm about to start kind of like this whole little, I don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be called Let Me Speak For Him. Um, and it, it came to me because of my guys who I took to Lake Tahoe. And we were, I just took him out and I wanted to talk to him and find out what I can do better. Mm-hmm. And literally, we sitting there and we went to Applebee's to eat. That was what they said. What they eat. <laughs> went to Applebee's. And I said, hey, Applebee's is fire. Uh, it I is. You got the two for, uh, <laughs> the two for 30 20, now. Oh, yeah, the two for 30. 30. It went up. It went up. Ah, That's the, it's this Lake Tahoe. Right. But um, I'm sitting there eating with them and talking. 
Um, and I asked him, I was like, hey, what can I do better at the house? Because um, this house is one I'm fixing up right now. Mm-hmm. And they were like, Clarence, oh, man, everything good. You just got floors done for us and, you know, uh, you, you, everything right. Um, you're doing everything good for us. Mm-hmm. And I was like, for real? Y'all sure? Oh, well, you can add this to the menu. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's what I want to hear. What could I do better? Yeah. And so they were just like, oh, changing up the menu or stop cooking, Clarence, and maybe allow us to, you know, buy our food and let mm. us cook. Mm. And so they started giving me more like things to let them be more independent. Right. And then they, 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 one of them said, Clarence, you do everything for us. And I was like, no, I don't. It was like, no, for real. Every time we got an issue with our caseworker or with the, our payees, you always tell us, let me speak to him for him. Let me speak to him for him. Right. You always step in and help us, right. you know, with nobody else. I advocate for yeah. him. And so they were, and then they told me, they was like, Clarence, even with some of the guys at the house, you always say, man, let me speak to him. Let me clear this up. Let me fix the situation. And sometimes you got to let the guy go. You can't try to keep him and help him because it just ends bad. And so that whole ride back, I'm in a car with him. We talking. We all having fun. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, you know what? Man, I, what y'all told me out there was good that I, you know, I, I do this for you guys. Right. And I was like, but I don't feel like I'm doing enough for y'all. Mm-hmm. And they said, Clarence, well, what, what could you do to help us? Mm-hmm. You know, how can we get more one of like money for one guy? The other guy was saying, how could I, you know, get my own place? Or right. uh, one of my guys, he's up in his late 50s and, you know, he's okay with dying right now because he, to him getting old is scary. Because he don't know who's going to take care of him. Mm. He like he looking at the woman boy. He's already one of the older guys there. Teeth missing. And he's like, I, I'd rather die. So I heard that. And I was like, I know what I got to do for him. Mm. I got to start speaking to the people who make these decisions. Mm-hmm. The people who make these decisions is the general public. Mm-hmm. If I get the general public to see what's happening, I can get people to start advocating on the government level to change some of these policies, change some of these programs. Mm-hmm. So now what I'm starting to do is let me speak for them. Mm-hmm. I'm starting to speak for my guys. I'm starting to talk, you know, share what's happening in these room and boards, what's happening in these hospitals and jails. Um, you know, and it, it's sad what's happening to your family member, everyone. It's people that you care and love for mm-hmm. when they leave and in the community and they get a mental illness and they don't have nobody like you to take care of them. They are the, the, the government system, and the only way the government system is say, here, here's your $900, go defend for yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you got programs who they're underfunded and not given the right resources who, you know, they have no choice but to follow suit and say, oh, you have $900, or this is the only place that's going to take you, and you're going to keep getting sick, and we're going to keep doing the same things eventually to your homeless. So I want to speak for them. Well, we, yeah, well, we definitely gonna we, we definitely gonna push that agenda, man. But real quick, man, let's talk. Let's uh kind of wrap it up. What's the uh you know the name of your your your, your facilities? How can people get a hold of you if you want to put that information out there? All right. Um. Yeah. So, uh, the name of my facilities uh, steps to a better living. They're all under that umbrella. Um. If you if you're looking to refer somebody to stay in my homes, they do have to have social security. Um to be able to live in my home or they have to be on low income. And I have a certain amount uh, based on what they, you know, what's low income. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's somebody that's just interested in getting into this field, you know, talk to me. Um, my time is very limited, but talk yeah, to me. Yeah. Um, my number is 916-696-8016. Um, leave mm-hmm. me a message. I'll get back to you. Um, 
Yeah, and you know, I, I I do what I love, and I've yeah. been doing it um, self-employed close to three years. Yeah. I went back to work for six months to help one of my uh, former companies that I work for to open up a facility to provide housing to uh, adults with suffering mental illness, yeah. their own apartment. I did that for six months during COVID. You know, making sure people had a place to go because of a great opportunity mm-hmm. provided by the county and Mercy mm-hmm. um, um, housing. So, and but for the last three years, I've been taking care of these homes, and the homes been taking care of me. Right on, man. Well, keep keep grinding, brother. You doing you doing God's work right thank now, you. man. And thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we need more people to have on, but yeah, thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.